0: Hello, med students. My name is Zach Olson, and thank you for downloading this week's episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. Big topic this week. Holy crap. We need to just get started. This week, we're still going through our organized mnemonic. Oh, shit. Grab the Broslow. This is the algorithm that we run through in our brain whenever that sick child or that sick neonate comes into the emergency department. And today is H, heart. And the big, big, big thing that you need to remember today, the big treatment, is prostaglandin. Sick neonates that are less than 30 days old and they're in shock and they look bad, you need to consider giving prostaglandin. Prostaglandin opens up the ductus arteriosus, which temporizes ductal-dependent lesions, which we're going to cover. Just remember prostaglandin. But let's back up because today we're actually covering three general categories of cardiac problems. So hang with me. Those three categories are the five cyanotic heart lesions. Ductal-dependent lesions in that first month of life where you're given those prostaglandins, and then congestive heart failure. Those are the three categories to know. Starting with cyanotic heart lesions, they can present first couple days of life all the way through infancy, and there are five. And the way you remember these is by the one, two, three, four, five mnemonic one is for one single truncus arteriosus. What's going on? Both ventricles empty into one common pipe and then that pipe splits later into the aorta and the pulmonary artery after that blood mixes together. Different degrees of severity, but you can see why this mixing of oxygenated and deoxygenated blood makes the baby cyanotic. Two is for transposition of the two great vessels. The aorta now comes off of the right ventricle In the pulmonary artery now comes off the left ventricle. So the circulation to the body is a completely separate circuit from the pulmonary circuit. And you ask Zach, how can a child possibly live like that? And this is an important point. Remember, these little babies commonly have extra connections all over their heart little atrial septal defects and ventricular septal defects and a patent foramen ovale and a ductus arteriosus, lots of ways to at least temporarily work around these lesions and get some oxygenated blood to the body. That's how these kids hang in there so long. Three stands for tricuspid atresia and Epstein's anomaly. Very similar, blood can't get from the right atrium, to the lungs to grab oxygen because the tricuspid valve and the right ventricle are all messed up. So again, that baby is dependent on those little hidden connections like the ductus arteriosus or a ventricular septal defect to work around this. Four is tetralogy of flow, the famous one. Remember those four findings? Overriding aorta, causing a ventricular septal defect. Right ventricular outflow obstruction, which results in right ventricular hypertrophy. That's tetralogy. And then last, five, five words in this name. Total anomalous pulmonary venous return. The pulmonary vein dumps into the right ventricle again. It doesn't go to the body. And so small amounts of oxygenated blood have to sneak through those hidden connections again for the child to survive. Those are the one, two, three, four, five cyanotic heart lesions: one truncus arteriosus, transposition of two great arteries, tricuspid atresia, tetralogy of Fallot, and total anomalous pulmonary venous return. These are all scary. The kid is cyanotic. The good news is that kids usually tolerate it decently well for a bit. They definitely need peds, cardiology, admission support, but most of these aren't like the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario is our next category. Worst case scenario, ductal dependent lesions. Lesions that initially the child will look normal, and then all of a sudden that patient presents sick, sick, sick in that first month of life. Remember, you're giving prostaglandins for this. And there is a whole list of these ductal-dependent lesions. Some are the cyanotic lesions we covered, but it also includes aortic stenosis, coarctation of the aorta. All of these are similar. The kid is doing okay, whatever it is, whatever it is. But the only secret passageway for the kid to stay alive was that ductus arteriosus, which closes around week two. Now, for example, that kid with transposition of the great vessels has literally no oxygenated blood flowing to their body. Or that kid with severe aortic stenosis or coarctation can't pump blood to the body, and they just go into shock and die. The only way to save their life is by giving prostaglandins in the ED, and that's why this is so important. A big side effect of prostaglandins is apnea so the kid can't be left alone. But otherwise, give prostaglandins to all sick, crashing kids less than one month old when you suspect a ductal-dependent lesion. And again, there's a whole list of them. But they're all similar in that the child was doing okay, and all of a sudden they just crashed. And then our last category, typically presenting a little bit later in infancy, maybe a few months after birth, is congestive heart failure. Now, Unlike adults who present with lower extremity edema and some JVD and shortness of breath with exertion, kids are way more subtle with this. That's why I'm putting this in the algorithm so that you don't miss this. Difficulty feeding, organomegaly, and cardiomegaly on chest x ray are your biggest clues. Any cardiac defect, atrial septum, ventricular septum, cyanotic lesions, obstructive stuff, can cause congestive heart failure with time. Even some other random stuff too, like myocarditis and Kawasaki's disease. So if you see that difficulty feeding or organomegaly or cardiomegaly on chest X-ray, you diagnose CHF, maybe some furosemide, maybe some ionotropic pressure type medicines, and you admit. But those are your three cardiac categories that you must know. Cyanotic heart lesions, one, two, three, four, five. Any of those ductal dependent lesions where those babies crash in the first month of life, and then congestive heart failure. Please remember to give that prostaglandin for the ductal dependent lesions. I hope you found this helpful. When you have a sick kid, fall back on your oh shit, grab the Broslow mnemonic. It's not going to let you down. And until next time, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your. Shift.